Welcome to another episode of the Bench Time Podcast, presented by HO Scale Customs. Now buckle up, you fine scale freaks. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 40 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. It's episode 40. I can't believe we've made it to 40. Uh, we're almost a full year into it, so like 12 more weeks. But big episode. It's a milestone episode, and we have a great modeler and a great um, addition to the Model Railroad community online. And we are super excited to get into our interview in a little bit. But first, we need to go over our Patron of the Week questions. So this week, we have a couple questions. Uh, these are actually ones that I think we've talked about before Um Maybe just you and I, um, probably not on the show yet. But Lynn actually brought up an awesome question this week. So did the other, so did Dan. But um, Lynn asked if we use real dirt. He does. Uh, and if ah. you, if you do, do you cook it first to make sure that there's no critters or living organisms in the soil? Also, do you say only, what? Also, do you only use man-made or manufactured products for plants and trees? Personally, I scour the neighborhood for all kinds of dried plants to add to my layout and modules. I use a combination of dead plants, store-brought, and others for trees. Um, he says he hasn't forgotten your care your care package of sagebrush. So hopefully we get a little <laughs> bit of sagebrush soon. But hey, Lynn, send us a message on that. I don't want to have you have to ship that out of pocket. So we'll... Um, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll pay for shipping or whatever we need I to do. I did mention for that. that to him to, as well. So that'd be. I mean, I'll I'll we'll chip in for shipping if if you're yeah. going to give us some sagebrush. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, so he uh, he threw in a picture of trees, um, and if you're on the show and, and you're a patron, obviously you are because you're listening. Um, pictures is is an example of trees and brushes on one of his, uh, and bushes on one of his modules. The sagebrush, mint flowers, and lichen from three or more different states, which is cool. Um, Michael's Christmas tree bamboo skewers with scouring pad bits, trees from eBay, and more. P.S. Since I'm very dry climate, not baking the dirt isn't a problem. Uh, oh, he said, no, and at the end he says, you don't have to read the whole way through this one, which I read, and then I read it again. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, Lynn... I've never baked any. We dirt. never baked well, you do, the dirt. We do use real dirt. Yeah, but it's sit, it's sat in a tub in my basement for like a year now. Yeah, uh, I think everything's yeah. dead in it. Yeah, and I mean, I found not... some really fine stuff to begin with, and then we sifted it out. Uh, I did not bake it. I never thought about or- microorganisms or small critters or things like that. Um, so far, so good. I don't think we found any critters other than you know your normal spiders and and stuff like that. They get on the layout, um, and they they meet their immediate demise but they're just from the um, basement they're not really uh correct correct but you know as far as uh i never thought about that i guess that, yeah that you could that could happen right. um but we do however, use real dirt i never baked i never baked the dirt i didn't i never thought to do that um so but we definitely do have goal. real dirt uh on the layout and we have a couple different types of real dirt we have some real sand um that a, a friend of ours, a friend of yours, got from a beach. We have um, real sand. We have real dirt. We have real, a bunch of real stuff actually. So that yes, we've used we've used real, mm-hmm. real dirt, but no baking. Yep. Yeah, we have outer bank sand the that we use. Second patron question of the week is from Dan. He says, "Does your wife, quote unquote, liking your Facebook and Instagram posts about train stuff?" 
you want to buy imply approval of purchase. He doesn't want to sleep on the sofa because he spent too much on trains. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I get it. Uh, I would just say yes and then ask for forgiveness later. Yeah, it's a delicate line. I, I, you know, we all face that. Um, you know, how much is too much? When's enough? Uh, when you know, yeah, when but, does it start backpiling on you? And, right. But you he know? he was the he was just saying the question was if if you share like a oh I want this engine or I want this new kit oh. or I want to do this on my layout and she likes it, yeah. does that give you permission to do it? Oh oh, I think mm. yes, it does. I, I would have to say she agrees. And then you just play dumb when later it be, you know if it becomes an issue and you're like well you like the post that. That's why I thought yeah. that thought that meant yes. But for the record, you need to play that out at your own peril, not at ours. So yeah, there's our a recommendation. We are not, hold us we're not responsible. We're not lawyers or marriage counselors, and um, <laughs> we are not responsible for any strife or arguments between uh, spouses or or significant others. <laughs> yeah, we all have our own to deal with, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I got a tight eye on our budget down here for the layout. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you, Dan, but, yep. but I just say, yeah, my, my gut would be, yes, I would just do it <laughs> yes. and then ask for forgiveness later. That's right. I mean, you know, you, know, you may have to sleep on that sofa, for but it's bit. one night for that thing you really wanted. Yeah. I mean, and, and how uncomfortable really is it? I mean, I got a brand it, new sofa. I think a, a week's worth of sleeping on that sofa would be worth it for some men. I have a brand new sofa, by the way. Oh, well, yeah, what? you do. So, so I, I mean, hey, it's an engine. It's a nice sofa too. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, we're gonna jump into our interview with Ron Perry. We're very excited to get this going, and I hope everyone enjoyed it. Ron does a lot of stuff online, so make sure to check out all of his things. We're gonna put links to the show in there, and we're also gonna talk about. Um, I mean, we're gonna put links to his stuff in the show description, and we're also gonna talk about it during the show. So make sure you head on over. And check out everything that Ron has because he's great. So let's jump into that interview. Uh, Ron Perry of uh, the Model Lords Guild on Facebook. He has a Facebook group. You can find some great, great other Model Lords and great tips in his Facebook group as well as on YouTube. You can find Ron. He's just another scale modeler on YouTube. So if you just search just another scale modeler, you'll find Ron and he's got a boatload of great videos, product videos, how-to videos, stuff he's working on, um, like uh, statuses as, of his kits as he goes through. So thanks, Ron. Thanks for joining the show, and uh, we're glad to have you on for episode forty. Thanks for having me. Hello, Ron. Um, hey, uh, Ron. We've no, we've listened to you from a podcast for the last couple of years. Uh, your your actual podcast that you did, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how we kind of found you. We had to play um, catch up how... on some episodes. Right, yeah, absolutely, a lot of them, and I watched, I listened through everything a couple times because uh, listening to podcasts are one of the things I like to do when I'm modeling, and um, you know, you're you're you focus a lot on fine scale modeling. It resonates with us, and uh, we we like the the show, and and of course, you know, we've always listened, and then we found you on YouTube, and we watch your videos, and we'll get into that in a little bit here, but. You know, it, it, a lot of how-to videos uh, and actual builds, uh, you, you, so step-by-step builds, uh, kit, um, I guess it would be, uh, you know, kit, box openings of kits and things like that. And, and we've seen all these uh, on your show, on your YouTube channel that Brett just mentioned, Just Another Scale Modeler. Um, 
you're you also focus a lot on um, other modelers and on on your shows and artists, uh, not just mm-hmm. modelers but model artists. Um, we're glad to have you on. We always like listening to your stuff. I've learned a lot from you. I know Brett has learned quite a bit from you as well. And uh, how how did you get started uh, in the into the model railroading of fine scale? Was it? I mean, give us your beginnings into this. How long ago was it? Well, I've been thinking about this, and uh, I remember seeing a model railroad before I was 10 with my dad. We went over to a guy's house, but that was kind of the last time I thought about model railroading for like uh, 20 years. And uh, one day at work, I was uh, told by one of my co-workers that a local uh, train club was closing down and they were having their last uh, show show open house and they were called the HO model engineers society from Hamilton, Ontario. And I went there and, uh, I was just blown away by it. And, uh, I don't know if I was really blown away by the trains. Well, I was blown away by everything at that point, but as time went on, I became a a modeler and, uh, it's a long, long story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why we're here. Yeah. Share with us. Let us know, you know, so, what, so, how, how you got rolling with it. So, uh, I I got hooked then, and that was probably about 2007. And uh, I was working at a chair, uh, a stair uh, shop. I was building stairs and railings and installing them. And uh, the guy told me about that thing, and I was bringing home wood that I was uh, cutting in the bandsaw, and I was making old barns for my kids, using old wood glue and raw wood and stuff like that and I, I started reading in these books and I found a George Selios uh, ad and uh, found my way to getting a kit and what kit was that for crying out loud <laughs> that guy again that same guy again well I've got some new <laughs> names for you I've got some names packed in the back pocket here waiting for that don't worry, don't worry. but uh, he taught me some tricks, and it really sent me going. You know, the the ink and alcohol staining the wood, and and uh, it really blew my mind. And uh, I must have sounded like a nut at work <laughs> because I it it just lit my brain up with like things to do, and it was at a very bored time of my life. You know, like. I, I was a young man. I was working like crazy, like almost six days a week. And it was just a nuts time. And this whole scale modeling slash model railroading thing came at the perfect time. And I Bit dug like in. A bug. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I, all I had was a stack of 1970s model railroader magazines, you know, articles from Lynn Westcott and, and and authors like uh dave frary and 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 it's it just it was just stuff that it just made me want more you know i was like oh this is what happened in the 70s you know (laughs) it must be awesome now right (laughs) so um fast forward about a year i moved to windsor uh to do another stair job and i uh went to a local train meetup there at a school and i met uh a manufacturer, Imagine That Laser Art, the original Imagine That Laser Art with uh, right. Mark Williams. 
And uh, I found out he lived right down the block from me. You know, it was the hugest serendipity. It was like just a coincidence beyond coincidence. And it was just like, you were just down the street in that big house with the Porsche out front. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a laser. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going down to check this out. And, uh, you know, I just, he couldn't get rid of me. Right. You know, so that's how I got my start. And, yeah. and that's that's awesome. I mean, you um, you lucked in to finding somebody in your own hometown mm-hmm. who happened to be some you know somebody who's uh, you know a great great to get into. You know, and get this you is evolved. a small village of about maybe a thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> right. What are the odds? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that, and that's funny how that happens happens like that. You. you uh, and what a great person to actually get started and learn from. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's an amazing uh, artist in and of itself. He's a, a bronze sculpturist. Like he, he does the clay sculptures and, and does full-size uh, statues in the city of Windsor right across from Detroit. And he he does uh, Civil War stuff at the, like, great big Civil War. This It's going off topic, but it's still art, guys. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I we like some Civil of War. Good Sattler statues. Yeah. We're big into that. Yeah, so, so. Uh, at Fort Malden, he he did the full size statues there, and I saw these things, uh, real life in his garage, and it just blew me away. You know, Uh-oh. so I, I'm here because of, uh, you know, Mark Williams and Joe LeMay, really. Mm-hmm. And and then from there, I mean, the. the where did you decide? Did you get into a layout? Did you work with uh, just uh, working with small model scale, uh, small scale modeling? Uh, where, where did it develop? Well, I was, I had a small family, you know, a young guy, and and I didn't have a lot of money, so I wasn't going to jump into fine scale modeling, <laughs> you know, because it there is a little bit of a cost right. uh, to yeah. it, so uh I just stuck around with Mark, you know, I kept on emailing him. Uh, he would get me a kit. I would do his, I would post pictures everywhere, uh, in the railroad line forum and the gauge forum and two guys and some trains forum. Like I used to be really big into forums, you know, I, I quit them in 2010. They're a, a nasty addiction. Yeah, and you know, there's less of them now. I mean, I think due to Facebook, um, and Instagram, and it, there's there's less of the forum or chat room type things where you can get into that. Mm-hmm. You uh, just I invest do... so much time into those things, yeah, and there sometimes are, they there get times, sold. They're a time suck. Right. Yeah, and you're contributing to somebody else's content. So that's why I got out of there and I went to YouTube and right. Facebook because even though they own your content and there's all kinds of conspiracies and hoo-ha, it really is a democratic society. Right. You know, and in the end, I can download my content now from these places so that, you know, it's it's OK for me to do right, what I'm right. doing now. Stay out of the forums. Right. <laughs> where, where was I, though? <laughs> oh, yeah. OK. So I was getting hits from him and posting in the forums. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he started liking what I was doing because w- me and Mark had a clash. Mark was a true artist, and he loved to see the wood get laser etched into the wood, and he'd see the patina, and it looked like yellow brick, and he loved that stuff, right? right. And 
he would never paint it. I think he was, he, he, I'm not going to say scared, but you know, he was a true artist. This guy was an amazing artist. Uh, but, uh, I painted every single kid I could get my hands on because I'm just kind of like that contrarian, you know? And, and they kind of molded their instructions through, uh, the paintings on, on the kits that I did and Joe LeMay did, you know? So, uh, they they were using uh, this young kid full of piss and vinegar. Excuse the language. <laughs> no, uh, and uh, see, they were you know they were using. The, I had that fire in my belly, and they were using it to the best of their ability. And I thanked them for it, you know. Right. Uh, because after that ended, and I moved back to London, uh, I continued using the reputation that I built from them uh, to you know, get in touch with other companies and, and either do uh, kit proofs of new designs or, or help with instructions. Not many people want you to help with instructions. Even yeah, that's though, a rare, that's a rare uh, thing to fall into. And you got to be good at it. 100% of manufacturers hate doing instructions, but you can't, <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. But, um, so, yeah, that's really how I got started, and um, that was before I started YouTube. I had blogs and stuff like that, and uh, around 2013, I got uh, hacked. Maybe it was 2012, and I had like four or five years of content on this website, and all of a sudden, all the coding for the images went all missing, oh, you man. know? Oh, and all the images were erased because the hackers needed space on the FTP, you know, and, and it was just like, oh, my God, what a mess, you know. Oh, and, my God, what a shame. Yeah, and, I, and I'm like uh, an amateur web, like I'm a hobbyist of many things, guys, but right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at it. I could get by, you know. Uh, so uh, I moved to YouTube full time just like around 2014. And uh, I bought a camera and mic and and just went at it. And it was, oh, it was so hard because I'm not really a social guy. Right. I, I, I'm a lone wolf. You know, I like to sit in my shop and, and build my stuff. You know, right. uh, I'm not really a, a club kind of guy or a show kind of guy or, or even a his, history, go and do history thing kind of guy. I just... <laughs> Love to sit at home and hang out with the family and and do my thing, you know. Like I really appreciate listening to Brett, you know, and his family stuff. The way he, you, you know, you you get the the kids come down and and they're, you know, you just continue doing what what you're doing, you know. Yeah, and it's, that's what I do, you know. It's um, you know, it, it's fun to see the older daughter, you know, get into it and want to come down and see the layout. So yeah, you it's. It's it's fun that it's cool that you have an appreciation for that. That's and mm-hmm. uh, you you understand it. You know when my dad and I are down here working, the kids come down and well the older one understands it. The younger one doesn't really quite get it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. It's, well, well, your dad's appreciating that right now too. Exactly. Because, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I get to do it with let's, my let's remember. My son, <laughs> and then I also get to see my grandchildren maybe in, in later down the road, maybe take an interest in it as well. But I'm doing it. We're all in this. We're at my son's house working it, and so we're all together. And it's it is a family thing. And I do like keeping it that close knit, 
you know, uh, I, I, we're not far off of being lone wolves ourselves. I do like going to the shows mm-hmm. and I will talk and socialize with people. But um, and I, you know, we, we love this aspect of it too, introducing ourselves and meeting new people uh, in the hobby through our podcast. But However, we got, we got faces for I, radio. I love to work though, on my so... own layout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't belong to clubs. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I don't belong to a club and, mm-hmm. and I like, I get my satisfaction out of working at my workbench on my time in my home at my pace and, mm-hmm. and working on the layout with my son. Mm-hmm. So I, I can, I can totally relate with that, Ron. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the photographs that you guys are doing with that, 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 uh, Harbor, you know, that one <laughs> photograph you got, it just goes right up that, uh, the launch. Oh, that, it's, yeah. It's such a great photo. That up, uh, <laughs> it goes up the launch and then up the alley through the city. Yeah. It's an inspiring photo. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, hopefully it gets um, better here over the next month or so as we, as we now we're detail. actually, we're actually at the stage where we're, can, we're starting to do scenery and putting sidewalk and, sh- and street down. So it's, it's hopefully going to become and more and more and more inspiring. Uh, mm, tedious, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. And frustrating. I'm, I'm not real. I, I'm, I'm not real happy with how the roads are going so far. So we'll... <laughs> we can go into that later. Yeah, we'll go to that later. <laughs> but um, so so when you when you you know started doing, uh, how long the you had a podcast that was on for a long time? How 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 long was that? How long were you doing the actual podcast on on air? So the podcast uh, was like an afterthought to tell you the truth and uh i think it i started doing it in 2015 or 16 uh when i realized that all these comedians were doing podcasts and they're like uh, and one of them said you're just leaving money on the table right and then i listened to another uh model railroading podcast where they're making fun of people who make videos and they're like I just want to work on my models. I don't want to watch videos, right? So I was like, okay, I'll show you. I'll make a couple of MP3s of my videos. Ah, so, so you turn your so show, the... you turn your your video into a podcast. Yeah, I did the whole uh, uh, Leo Laporte thing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and now I get it because there's times I'm, I'm I was listening to it, and, and it's then the same thing with yeah. the modeler, and no, they'd be talking about photos that they're looking at. Yeah. That sucks. I can't even see the photos. Yeah, but, yeah, know, but I mean, if you watch content. if you watch the video, though, yeah. you're getting the same audio later. Yeah, but no, that was smart, it. though. Yeah. You're 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 killing two birds with one stone, and you're but, getting yeah, more but, content spread around. But Ron, the cool thing about that was, th- just like Brett said, you're you're doing both. You're killing two birds with one stone. However, and, and you're showing the people who are knocking your videos uh, that oh, hey, I can do this podcast thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, it's crazy. I get like a thousand downloads a month. <laughs> but here's the cool thing: I didn't need to see those videos. I mean, the, the photos. No, you don't. That they were talking about because I was enjoying the podcast alone, and I could visualize it because of the way you explained how it was done, or how how you explained how that particular other modeler you had on your show was. At, you know how he did his models, and then I, I was like, wow, I can actually I can actually picture that and and see that. That's so, a great point because yeah. while you're at your desk, you are on fire. You know, you, your imagination is at it's at its tops. You know, right. so I'm, it, those podcasts are really just tapping into that, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Good point. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so, so now, from from uh, now we you know we did we we listened to your podcast and all. Um, 
you, you, went, you, you started, obviously, you started with the videos, and you mm-hmm. have a lot of them. And then you have a lot of different types of, like you did series of videos. You have one that's called uh, Essentially Wood, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love that series, by the way. And mm-hmm. um, But you had some other series with different names, and it might be like 10, I don't know, 10, 15 different videos on that type of thing. Um, so it's, it's really neat. It's like different chapters. Yeah, well, this was, this was all before YouTube really started doing chain linking of their videos. So I'd have to force a narrative through a pr- playlist, you know, uh, to try to get people to get to the next video. And it wouldn't work. It, did, it never worked. But there, there is for a lot of people the uh, full story of these videos. And, you know, sometimes... Uh, I know there's a couple of videos in the playlist where I was just like, you know what? I'm just having a fun night with a couple of beers and playing some Pink Floyd. <laughs> Building a cup four feet of water here. So how about you just watch this live stream? You know? <laughs> yeah, and, it, and you're still making your content and uh, you know, you're yeah. being consistent with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So it, uh, the, yeah, I like to do that because, you know, I like to have something where people are following something and um i also like to put out hours and hours of content i really don't care what anybody says i like to sit there and chat with people in the chat even Mm -hmm. if i'm not building a model if i'm chatting with another modeler in real time like they're doing text to me i'm chatting back people after the fact who's watching it they they comment about the the things that we talk about you know and it's it's great stuff, you know. It, well, it's it it suits me. <laughs> and, and we do that with now. We've been doing that with some Facebook live On stuff. Facebook, that Brett and I been doing. yeah. Isn't isn't that awesome? Yeah, and it, it's cool because Brett's on one screen, I'm on the other. We're both doing it together. But not only that, the modelers are there. I love kind of talking to them and answering their questions as I work my hands. And I think I know that Brett does too. We have some fun, and sometimes it becomes hilarious. And um, yeah, you never you know, know what's going to happen. And that, I really, yeah. am, at that point, I'm just doing my own thing. And if they want to come in and watch, that's fine. If they're not liking what they're seeing, well, that's fine. You know, um, if you have questions, shoot them at us. And that's the hard part too, is yeah. I think getting the participation from people that are sitting there watching, but they're afraid to ask the question. You know, this is a new medium. To. This yeah. is a new medium, and. Yeah. We've got to, excuse me, we've got to teach people uh, over time that this is what we do. Because in the gaming community, you watch those people and they're doing it like crazy, you know, and they're having a great time, right? And like in our community, we're a little stiff, but you find in those Facebook videos that there are people who, you know, like this ink and alcohol thing. I didn't need to pay all that money for that kit. Somebody could have told me, right? right? And and that's a tip that not many people know outside of the fine scale community. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 you being in that video, uh, help like saying that little tip might go right in somebody's mind. Right. You know. Yeah, and, right. and especially and, if, if you're bringing up a mistake that you made. Oh yeah, that's the beauty. Intentionally to help people not make that mistake, even if it's yeah. even if it's one person and you save them, it's like that's the most gratifying thing in the world. Yeah. I think I've got 400 videos. I'm sure I've got some. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> here's one. I here's one of my favorite ones. I was like, 
somebody was doing this video. I won't say the name of the channel. They were like, we're doing signs. Doing a, and and um, I was commenting in the chat, and they were doing a live stream, and they're ignoring me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do everything I know about signs. And I, I planned it out for a week, and I printed out this sign on tissue paper with my inkjet printer. <laughs> Put it onto the wall, glued it. And it bled all over the place, right <laughs> on camera. And they were ignoring your comments. Oh no, not well. This was my own stream after oh, that. Oh, I came oh, back oh. and I did this stream, and while I was doing the stream, showing these guys off, you know, it it just totally failed on me. <laughs> so, and that video's still up. You know, I like keeping those mistakes up. You know, we're all human, and yeah, and, right. and you know, I like to to. Uh, be able to see the people who are amazing at things and also do the dumbest mistakes. Right. Right. Well, and and, and it, you know what? It humbles. Like you said, it, it's the human side. Exactly. It humbles you. Yeah. 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 And you're, and I think that you're bringing people into the hobby that mm -hmm. way. You know, like you're, yeah, you're so bringing hey, it make down. Mistakes too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll be yeah. the first to admit that I make. A boatload of mistakes so oh yeah well, i don't know how many we've made already on the few videos that we've done on the on the youtube on the live youtube things and then you guys busted my stones about the about the seagulls yeah there's some there's but... some good moments every now and then that you know we get a good laugh out of i had a moment with you last month on the podcast about pledge uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah explain that what's the deal with the pledge uh you were going to talk to us about the pledge uh future Pledge Future Floor Wax is the product in, in North America, and in Europe it is called Pledge something else. <laughs> and uh, what it is is it's just a floor wax for linoleum, and one of the features that it does is if you've got a piece of acetate that has, you know how you, you rub it on your desk and it gets some fine scratches on it? Yeah. yeah. Well, that'll come in and it'll fill it in. Huh. You know, oh. it'll get rid of those scratches, right? And another thing it'll do is if you f do it over, you know how that sometimes you use your liquid AC and it fogs up your glass? Yes. Yeah. If, if it'll, I'm pretty sure it'll stop from that. You know, I've been working on that for the last couple of months, and I just saw a video where a guy said that, and I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> right? <laughs> so the, it covers that. And the thing is, is it's really hard to get this acetate to glue to the windows, especially sometimes of the year. You right. Know? Uh, in Canada, we're we're uh, you know susceptible to the barometer, really. You know, and and the temperature, right? You know, sure. so uh, sometimes it, it takes a long time for it to glue up. You know, but what you do is you you put your acetate on, you drop it on. You, you take a dropper, or this is what I do. I take my acetate, I put my finger on the back of it. It's already been coated once in the, the future floor wax and dried. I put it up onto my munion, and I take a dropper, and I drop a drop of future on top. And I try to use that capillary action to, to kind of suck it in there, right? Mm -hmm. And you leave it. But the problem with acetate is, is it's a real fine glue. And if you have a really dry, like it, sometimes your acetate will curl up, right? And mm -hmm. it'll break its bond, mm -hmm. you know? So yep. it, it's, it's, 
it's a real fine technique that has to be studied and practiced before you go prime time with it. But it does amazing things. Right. I, I definitely want to try and see if I can get a bottle and, and, and pull around with it a little bit. Amazon, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> That's Amazon. where you get anything on Amazon. Yep. <laughs> and while you're there, get some Weld Bond glue. Weld Bond. Here's my other complaint. I'm just going to add some controversy to this. Thing. Go for it. <laughs> You've got that Canopy 560 or whatever it is. I hate that stuff. Well, uh. you know, it's it's okay, right? It's great stuff. It does its thing, but it's like $6 for a, like a one-ounce bottle, right? Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. So if you spend $9 on a, I think it's like a 12 or 14 ounce bottle of Weld Bond glue, yeah. you're going to spend $2 more, but you're also going to have a product that can glue, glue kits together for the next year, make windows for the next year, put signs on, glue yeah. grass down. It's going to be able to, you're going to use it on everything because it's going to be so cheap. Right. Yeah. It's, you know? You're getting quantity. Yeah, and the only problem that Weldbond has, in my opinion, is it has a shine. And if you work around that shine in every way, you've got a fantastic product. Oh, man. Look, it, no, Ron, you can get 101 fluid ounces for $30 on Amazon. I, I've used the jug. I got the jug. <laughs> hey, I've had a few projects where I've, I've worked the jug. You used the whole jug. <laughs> That's. I mean, you're getting quantity there. You, all you yeah, we do, do that. We all you have to do bulk. is buy the. All you got to do is buy the bulk jug, and then get the little, you know, fiber. Maybe steps, my friend. I'm trying to get people introduced to the well okay, bond. Okay, right. Not. I, you're going all the way too well, quick. No, but what I'm thinking is you get the, you get the big <laughs> jug and the little one at the same time, and then you have you have the little one you can refill. I hear that. So, anyways, yeah. but you know, like you said, you can get for five or six bucks or. I think this one's seven dollars. You can get the five ounce, um, uh, five ounce weld bond, and it's probably plenty for what you need for the year. Plenty. And the only thing is, is don't let it freeze. You know, uh, if you let it freeze, like a lot of these products, it'll reduce its shelf time. But right. if you if you take care of it that way, it's it, it, yeah. You don't even have to thank me. Well, it's on my list. <laughs> well, we uh, we are very frugal uh, modelers. We if we can buy it in a larger quantity and save us uh, some time and money, and in the future having to keep going back my, to the my store to replenish. I don't want to have to be halfway through something and run out. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. my biggest pet peeve. Is like, oh man, ah, oh, I'm halfway done, and now I'm out of this thing that I need, and now I got to mm-hmm. put my project on pause to get. X again because I didn't get the bigger version of it. Yeah. Well, it does glass like gallery glass and everything like huh. that too. So it's just well, amazing. Yeah, have stuff. you ever used gallery glass? Because yeah. I just yeah. bought some. Yeah. Because somebody else, another modeler, suggested it, and I thought I'd try it. I have it's not, not bad it. stuff at all. It's it's got a looser consistency I find than weld bond, but it's it's great stuff too. Cool. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, so. Wow, we got into modeling that we just just poke out the bubbles. Uh, uh, you know what? When you're doing fine scale modeling, the one skill that you have is patience. Right. There is no other skill in fine scale modeling other than patience. Uh, right. Oh, I forgot his name. I can't tell the story. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dave Ravala is his name, and he says I can teach you everything about my hobby. I just can't teach you anything about patience. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's the truth, you know. So uh, if you got a bubble in your window with gallery glass or anything else, get rid of it. Wipe off with some Kleenex and start the bugger over. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Too many windows that got bubbles in them, and I'm looking at them constantly. Oh, yeah, because yeah, now once you see it, you can't unsee that bubble. Mm-hmm. And it nags you. As soon yep. as you look at that building, your eye goes right to that bubble. Yeah, I want to put it up on that shelf of the ones that aren't ready for the layout, and I just kind of leave it off to the side, and then eventually I'm going to dig that off, and I'm going to tear that apart because I don't like it. I'm you rubbing know? my hands, guys. I got another tip. Go so for it. <laughs> if you go acetate and you do a really, really, really fine gallery glass, pacer, weld bond strip on the the thing it'll glue the, your acetate on and give you float glass that is really thin and you can almost you can see through it a little bit better because of the 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 lensing from the acetate uh, or the lens the lensing from the glue on the acetate okay yeah yeah uh, that's a great idea mm-hmm. now um hey, yeah, this is a man the purpose of that is because sometimes when you do your your glue windows, it's too thick, right? And to reduce that, you do it on this acetate, and then it gets glued to the back of the onion as opposed to being penetrated through the whole darn puppy. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's now, good. You're full of tips tonight. That's awesome. Well, and he kno- and he knows his windows, Brett. Right. Some of those buildings he's built, I've seen <laughs> on his photos and stuff. That one, that one you did recently, is super long. I don't know. What yeah, exactly? What? That is. was a crazy long building. How many windows were in that <laughs> thing? Oh, I don't know. That's not even the the worst one though. There's uh, that. Imagine that laser art has a skyscraper called the I- I- Albany Tower, and I think there's 160 windows on it. Oh, oh my gosh! And I've built six of those things. Oh my word! I would just get a pistol and put it in my mouth. The the uh, the child, I, you child were, labor, my friend. You oh, there you go, and a bunch of spray cans. You were you you. I'm sure you listened to the Frank Varga episode. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He had that one first, building. First that, time I ever heard of his name, and he lives in Toronto, uh, fairly close to me. Yeah, you're. And and he's an amazing modeler. That uh, every photo I see, I get tips, like. The clapboard building that you never see but looks so great on his uh, diorama or the entrance into these large buildings. they He's scratch built the entrance to these things and they look amazing. They look so real. Oh, you yeah, know? So Fantastic. That one he did, the one he just did, uh, the A&P market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> one. That's, a, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah. I built that Metzger building. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. I built that Metzger building a year ago. And or a little less than a year ago, and um, and I thought I did a good job, and then I saw his, and I'm like, and he, I, I told, I talked <laughs> you to look at yours ago. again, and you're like, oh, yeah, man. yeah. And I, and I do, I do think it turned out real good for me, and you know, he saw mine and it said, wow, I had that on my shelf, and I, I got to get to work on it sometime, and then, and all of a sudden, now he puts it out, and I'm like, twelve oh, hours my. later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? What the heck? I don't know. He must work at incredible speeds. And this is a man who's a busy man. He's a, you know, he. he, he uh, I think he's a carpenter. He is. Yeah, yeah. He, he does uh, roofing and and you know he's this is what he's a framer, exactly. And uh, so we know he does long hours out where he finds that time. But it's it, he must work at incredible speeds, and like you said, the detail that he puts into things is is insane. Mm-hmm. So, but. Um, and that's the neat thing about 
this and this the the podcasting end of it or or your YouTube uh, channel that you have and and we're finding out with the podcasting too we're getting to meet some incredible people that yeah. are not just modelers but they're artists and mm-hmm. and you uh, more to probably than anybody I've ever seen on any podcast or any show or any YouTube channel um, you have so many people that are artists some of them uh, aren't necessarily even model railroaders that you've done mm. features on mm. and and it's it's fascinating uh the level of a different world that they're in and you, you just have to take from that i believe it's it, well, i love those kind of stories i think the thing is that we've got to understand is like we're like looking i i first looked at these people like they were in some niche hobby that had didn't have anybody in it but these guys have 68,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Michael Paul Smith had four movies done and documentaries done about him, you know. And I've gained a, a, a deeply satisfying uh, friendship with Michael. I talk to him every week via email. And it's it's just one of the most, like, I appreciate it so much. Right. And, you know, this, this artist uh, from Taiwan, Hank Cheng, he mm-hmm. just... He wrote a book. It's all written in Taiwan, Taiwanese. And he he wrote the signature in English to Ron and the date and the whole thing. And, and it's I've got these friends all over the world. And it's like Iraq, yeah. Turkey, Australia, <laughs> Brazil. Like it's it's literally insane. And you've done a imp- lot of shows with people from. All over the globe, and uh, I just find that fascinating. Australia, uh, in particular, to a couple of real good ones that you did, did I? I enjoyed, but yeah, Joshua I, Smith, yeah. And the thing is, is I oh, found this through insane too, by the way, Joshua Smith. Oh, almost all of us uh, found this hobby at a point in our time that we needed it, and we all just use it as a form of therapy. And mm-hmm. that's what I found through most of my conversations is that, you know what, this isn't about anybody else about except for what makes me tick right you know in, in each and every one of our cases you know and, right. and like, if you happen and, to like what i like awesome you know and if you're yeah if you if you don't hey i'm still gonna share my thing <laughs> and if you don't you're still gonna find something that's gonna blow you away you right. know because when i look at these uh armor modelers and stuff like that <laughs> I'm learning every time. There's a channel out there called Luke APS from Britain. And that guy's like an interior designer who paints these little war figures, you know, the little pewter war figures. Uh-huh. I've learned so much paints and, and all that stuff from that guy, yeah. you know? And that's yeah. what this, you know, to be really good, you got to learn the chemistry of the stuff and how mm-hmm. you're going to make these emulsions work, you know? Right. <laughs> Right, and and well, I've talked about it many times on the show here. Um, I've been using a lot of the AK products, and great stuff. And, and you know, it, it's it's something that isn't designed for model railroading. However, it can be worked for it, and you get to see what we can take from wargaming or from uh, military modeling. And the same, they we have a lot of followers ourselves at our military modelers or wargamers um, that pick up on things and they'll, they'll comment or they'll send me a message and saying, Hey, that's a great idea. I never thought about using that. And it was a model railroad technique. There's so much that the arts can share with each other. 
Yeah, you know? I I've been stealing from those guys for years, <laughs> and you know, I I never used AK, but the thing is, is I know they work, and I've used MIG. Yeah, and, that's and they're basically they both exactly have comparable products in both sides. There's like four brands that all have comparable prog- products. Right. So right. It's not the, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there so many. There's a bunch of different products out there. Um, that are made for those types of modeling. Uh, and, I usually just try to find the cheapest one. Yep. You yep. Know? If you can, that's the, that's the trick. And I'm know? not doing that. Because, like, I like to, like, I'm kind of the guy who, uh, if I go into a hobby shop, uh, use my words wisely here, uh, I, I spend, <laughs> I was going to say waste, I, I spend money every time I go on whether I need something or not, whether I find a, something <laughs> I wanted or not, you know, yeah, just to support the guy. But as a creator, yeah. I can't possibly do what I do uh, the normal way. <laughs> no, no. You know, there's just no, no way for me to do that. You know, like uh, I have a good friend called Martin Welberg who uh, has uh, scenery and stuff. He uh, has his products available through Scenery Express. Mm-hmm. And he's, I think he's going to be at that. I don't know if he's going to be there or not, um, but oh, Scenery Express will be at the at the Fine ex- Skill Show Expo, sure. and these and these Martin Welberg products will be there. But he sent me a great big box of uh, supplies once. It was like holy smokes, and that was the catalyst of that essentially wood. And the next series that came out was you know where the dioramas all came together and all that jazz. Sure. So uh, I couldn't possibly be a creator and. Uh, I do it the normal way. So, uh, you know, no, no. And I get that. And, and, and you, by, by being able to try out these other products, um, and, and be able to mix and mash with stuff. I'm finding that when, when I, I see, was taught, see, he, mm-hmm. uh, sorry to jump on you, but no, that's okay. Go. He, Martin's Martin sends it to me because he knows that I'm a live wire. And he right. knows that I'm going to do something whacked out about it, you know, <laughs> right. and, and it, it, that's what he's looking for is left field, you know, right. um, yeah. he, he's, hey, he's looking for some, pro- he's looking for some promotion too, you know, but the thing is, is that he, he wants to see what people are going to do to it, you know, and, right. and I'm kind of that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and you are definitely, I mean, I, there's techniques and things that we picked up from you that I've not seen from other places i'm not saying that you originated it necessarily no, but I rarely... for us it's new and yeah you know one of the things is uh one of the videos that you had on was making rust out of vinegar and uh a steel wool pad yeah. and um <laughs> it was really i, I cool. actually did it i try i yeah. love it it's amazing isn't it uh yeah, yeah it took me a couple What's tries it took me a couple attempts to get it right um but that was my own failures at that. But uh, it worked, so it was awesome, and, I, and I'm glad you shared that because it. I use it. I gave my. I don't. I think. I, I don't think I gave you any, Dad. So I'm holding out on you. But no, you didn't. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> back on track. The guy that taught that to me, his name is. I think it's Kurt Heron. He's from Essex, Ontario. Shout out to Kurt Heron because well, he was like one of the first one first tips that I ever learned in this hobby. My and it was. My, my, I was going to say my failure with it, you're going to laugh at this, <clears throat> was that I used and, and everything in my everything against my instincts, 
or my instincts were telling me not to do this, but I used steel wool with soap. Oh, um, and <laughs> I, but, but I tried to boil out the soap first. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if I just boil it out for a couple minutes, we'll be good. Uh, no, you can't use that because it still must have some kind of residue left even after you boil it out. <laughs> Uh, it, I think you came up with a great sludge recipe there. <laughs> it just became like this blob. It was a blob. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't work with it at all. That's a true bottom of a bottle recipe, right there. It is. It is not. It's and it's a that isn't that is not a glorious um, thing that I like to share. But yeah, don't use it. Even if you boil the soap out, don't use it. Uh, yeah, but, I always try to change the instructions too, and it, it fails on me. Yeah, you got to have the the shredded wool yes the shredded steel wool and uh in ontario there was a bull brand i don't know if it's there it'd be totally different in the states yeah i ended up getting it on amazon um of all places surprise but um you know it's it's a it's a devil of a task to find non soap (laughs) steel wool in this in in a grocery store low around here so yeah, the hardware stores, the big box hardware stores like Lowe's and Home Depot, I recently seen it there. Yeah, and they have so, it. Uh, I just was, mm-hmm. I just didn't want. I was lazy. The, I didn't want to go there, so I just got on Amazon. And, and another one he <laughs> did was uh, was um, that I that I took from, and I've done a lot with it now, is, and I've done it a lot of times. And I, I've seen some other modelers do it, but your demonstration of it on the video was by far the best demonstration I've seen. Oh with goodness! It. And that was taking. <laughs> No some pressure. Of the, uh, yeah, this, uh, you had a, uh, a some strip wood. You laid it, you know, butt up against each other, and you took some pigments and you, you know, sprinkled them around on the on the wood and on the strip wood, and then you took uh, just plain alcohol and uh, from your brush and you just you know, wet it down and spread the pigments around to different spots on the boards, and you got all these different really cool wood tones mm-hmm. out of it. And it was a really great demonstrational video um, as to how it looked when it was done. And I and I tried it, and it, I mean, I guess you could screw it up, but it's 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 almost a fail proof unless you go absolutely. No, you can screw it. Crazy. You can't screw it up because you can <laughs> yeah. always you can always pull out the sandpaper. Yeah, exactly. Right, and yeah. and it can be removed. So. Um, it was really neat. My first right off the bat, it turned out awesome for me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is great!" You know, yeah. I've heard of other people doing it, but never demonstrated like that. And that's where your show uh, has that advantage, where it you know, I mean, not an advantage so much as it, it's it's you know, it's well done. I mean, you you you're good at explaining how tos. I've I've built a few Sierra West scale model kits. I built the Foss Landing one three times in a row. And then I built the the shipyard that you saw in the essentially wood program there. And I contacted Brett Gallant, the designer of those kits, and I was saying, I was gonna I'm gonna do a video here. I want I'm gonna credit you for your design and stuff like that is all right. Cause he sells this extremely expensive kit. Well, it, it it's like 250, 300 bucks, right? And it comes with uh, boxes of detail parts, which makes it worth it. But Right. The thing that really makes it worth it is it's got instructions that no other kit has. You know, there's only like four or five kit companies that really do instructions with a wire bound book, no. you know, 
And uh, it doesn't have to be color photos, but it just has to have a little bit of passion shared on the pages, you know. And Brett Gallant is one of those guys, man. Like, he really can just, you know, get you down to getting to work and knowing what you're doing. And he's just, it, it's all, it's as tedious as you can get to, you know. But the thing is, is he's, He's got you step by step. He's taking you through that. And most of those techniques in those videos are Brett Gallant's. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, it was, like it was said, well done. I don't, I don't have many techniques. And even the ones that I've come across on my own, I've, I've, I know that I've heard little things here and there, but didn't know what I was hearing until I went through it. You know? Sure. Like, I've got a more, I'm going to out myself right now. I've got a technique that I've been saying I've been working on and I haven't said the guy that I heard the thing on. And I, and I thought about it earlier this year, monster model works sold their company. And while that was happening, I thought to myself, it was Jimmy Simmons who first wrote about this, you know, and where you, you use the, I, it's a long drawn out technique, but you use a, a dull coat and you, in in it, leaves mortar lines on your brick and it's just uh, you, it, it you can't uh like most mortar lines will disappear when you put sealant on it right, right. but this won't oh. right so while i put a 20 hours into studying this thing it was <laughs> i i got the idea from somebody else who who tipped me off you know mm -hmm. so we all got techniques that we've mastered maybe but I'm right. sure most of us have all got our techniques from Dave Ferrari. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, he's, that guy. he wrote the book on techniques. That guy that everyone gets all their advice or, or inspiration oh my God. from. And if got... you ask him, he's going to say George Selios. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The other, the other, the other go-to for everyone. And, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And, and, I think, I think every that. episode, those two guys, their ears have to be ringing because we're talking about them all the time. Uh, I've got new ones for you. I got new ones. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> or Todd. Yeah. I guess your name's confused. You were about to say something. No, I was. I was going to say, even the your your modelers that we've learned from have learned from somebody, and mm -hmm. and each person has taken like you may have taught that to me through your video that technique I I, I talked about talked about was spreading the pigments onto the wood from from the alcohol and you know and how we can't screw it up however i may be able to work with that in my own way and in the process of it i'll come up with something that i think is unique it probably mm -hmm. isn't but i mean you know and i'll think oh well here he did it this way but i've been which is great and it worked awesome for me but as i did this more and more I learned it this process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't, by the way, didn't learn anything new. Uh, but it, that's how it happens. And 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 I'll teach that to somebody else as you know as something that I picked up or found on my own. But mm -hmm. then that person <clears throat> that's listening, there's probably a person out there listening and said, "Oh well, hell, I've been doing that for 25 years." Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but, but but old schoolers like to keep that quiet. You know, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like this new age thing that we're all sharing stuff, you know? Right, so. exactly. And Dave Ferrer, he wrote those, he wrote a bunch of books on tips and techniques. I mean, there's uh, maybe three three or four of them out there that are really uh, <laughs> written by him. And there's like 101 or 301 techniques for building buildings or something like that. And I have all those. And hmm. to me, uh, I, I, no matter how much you model, you can read back through them 
and it is, and this is where that guy is incredible. It's like a Bible. It's like the Bible of modeling, uh, putting them all together. You put them in a binder all together, and if wow, you, you wanna, can't go wrong. Do you want to know why I credit everybody? Because of this guy named Norm. He used to be part of that uh, uh, Craftsman Structure Show as a volunteer. <laughs> and uh, one of my first vlog, blog posts, I was sitting on the porch drinking a beer. I got sawdust at home, a pale scale wood that I cut through a bandsaw. It looks awful. And I thought to myself, well, I'm going to use some paint. I'm going to paint the sawdust and use it as ground foam. Right? Yeah. And I wrote an article about it. Well, then all of a sudden I got this post. That was Dave Ferrari's technique. And we did credit. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we try to. Um, we we do that as well. And even if it's I've like heard, a, I've heard every name since then. I'm like, okay, Norm. You got it. it. And I think <laughs> there was even a guy. He doesn't do model railroading. He does diorama work. But um, and I'm about to rehash that whole that whole thing. But I did a um uh, I don't know if I did a blog post about it or not. But it was making water with Mod Podge. And there's one YouTube video out there. Uh, the guy does that like was a, Dave Ferrari. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Dave Ferrari's is good, and and oh, okay. I'm not knocking Dave Ferrari. So, um, and that's not what I meant. But my original Ooh. inspiration from it was from a guy that he did like a a stream. It was just a stream on like a a 12 inch wide by 24 inch long piece of uh, of a diorama. Sounds like Luke Tolan. It it uh it may be yeah, but it's not. He doesn't do model railroading. He just does dioramas. Um, yeah, I don't think it was Luke, but, um, but either way I made sure. And that was like my first thing that I, sh- I reshared the technique, but I made sure that when I posted that blog post that I threw his video in and gave him credit that, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm passing this technique off to our audience, but at the same time, here's where the original video was. Cause I, I couldn't do it credit with what I did cause he did it better. And I'm just trying to pass that knowledge off to uh my our audience um it's probably you're never gonna please everybody right but the thing is is that nobody's out there to please you either so all you you can do is is do what you do and if you credit and if you credit where you found it and you just try to at least just you know our goal is to just pass information off and if we're not the best hey here's the original source where we found it uh you give it a whack and see how you do with it um, mm-hmm. that's my main goal. I just want to, how, how I do it sir, so much better than how to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause right. And, exactly. and, and sometimes our, how we did it end up having more than one take because, uh, we, we end up like we talked about just a couple minutes ago where we, we, uh, we share the, how I did it. Don't do it this way. Mm. <laughs> mm. One, of the, one of the cool things I've seen on one of your videos and I've watched it many times and have not tried it. But and I find it fascinating because it turned out amazing. Is in your Old Bay uh, district, uh, Swedish water. Um, I guess that's a Marklin of Sweden. Yes, that, and it's a paper guy, towel and toilet paper water. That's his technique, uh, Marklin <laughs> of Sweden. I stole it. I, I did it while listening to Pink Floyd. It was great, and that <laughs> technique's amazing because you put that uh, tissue paper down and you you. you you, and while you're painting it, it's got all the glue under underneath the tissue paper. You, and, you, and you're pushing it around into waves and it's folding in on itself. And it's like just the perfect beginning yeah. to uh, the acrylic outcome that comes, you know, with all that other stuff that you do. And you, it, it's just it, it looks so great because I, underneath 
there's like a 3D color, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the texture they can't touch, you know. Yeah, right. So it's yeah, really it's, cool. It's, it's, it's true. It truly turned out wonderful. And I've watched it over and over thinking, man, maybe there's there's so many different water creating techniques. And, uh, you, you know, you want to try them, even if you dig into the AK side of things and you want to spend a boatload of money, which I would not do um, personally. But <laughs> um, they actually, have products out there to, that, that you can make water out of. It's supposed to be insane, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'd like to give that guy a shout out, too, because uh, Marklin of Sweden, he he just quit his job and started doing YouTube full time to, you know, because he, he could. You know, he's got yeah. a family and stuff like that. And kudos to you for being able to do that. Oh, uh-huh. and, and his, his, he's funny. His videos are funny yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Great character, that guy. We'll I'd love link. to see we'll, that in if personality. You haven't seen, if you haven't seen his videos, you need to. Uh, yeah. And we'll put a link uh, to his YouTube channel in our show description. Yeah. Definitely. Please yeah. do that. That's awesome. Well, definitely. Yeah, that'll be a great idea. And like I said, he's got that personality that he smiles the whole way through his show. Uh, you do as well, and, and it's um and 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 that that exudes its own, you know, special personality that's catchy, and uh, and I love to listen to him. He's a good teacher. Uh, Luke Talon is another is like that as well, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just just very positive. Um, you know, they're they're not afraid to. Uh, to let you know that hey, you know this this may be tricky, this may not be tricky, you know that kind of thing. They they they're good they're good teachers. Uh, for that matter, Kathy, um, Millet, 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 yeah, Millet, Kathy Millet is Millet. Is it Millet? Millet. Millet. I don't know. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and we had her on the show, and uh, she also um, she's it she's goes with the territory positive. getting your name butchered. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. We get called Willie. All the time. So I've been called Todd Willie. I don't know how many times. So so I'm rubbing my hands again because you guys were saying that we always hear the same modelers, the same modelers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, I'm going to break a cardinal rule and uh, say the Railroad Line Forum is a place where there's some really cool historical content there. And when I first got in this hobby, like 2007, 2008, I was on those forums, like I said, and there was this guy from Sweden or Denmark or out that way called Trolls Kirk. And this this guy is a, a landscape artist. He's lived on a boat for years. And then he comes and it, it starts a gallery and builds a train out in a shed a train layout out in a shed and it's all built out of paper and he uses artist techniques and he's just an amazing artist. And he, he released a DVD. Um, it's one of, I, I watch it every year, the DVD because the tips are just so off the wall and it's, it's, he's one of the greatest modelers of our time. Right. I would say past Jason Jensen, Jason Jensen's my other favorite. He is uh, Jason's uh, amazing modeler. It's fantastic. I've seen some of uh, the Trolls Kirk stuff, and uh, I, I, I agree entirely. Uh, absolutely amazing. There is another guy on um, Instagram and Facebook that I've uh, recently uh, been in contact with, and um, he, he has a German name. I'm trying to gun. He does. Uh, GP Holtz? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That guy, oh my Fantastic. goodness. Is he oh. German? 
I don't know. I think it might be. I don't I, know. I, he could be South American. I don't know. But he is an amazing modeler, too. And I, what I like about him is he always sh shares the materials mm -hmm. that he makes his models in underneath his post. Cardboard. Yes. Yep. And all this stuff, and it's oh like, yeah, he uses it's everything. Super simple yeah. stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it looks like you could literally. I mean, there's a lot of people we can say this about. Yeah. Um, and but, but you looks like you can step right into the photograph, and you're in another time world. Not you know? to jump on this guy's talent, but uh, uh, that's what Michael Paul Smith does: is the mm -hmm. exact same scale and the exact same medium. They right. do, and the, the those guys are too. I, like I tried to set up a meeting once to do an interview with those two because they're just they're in the same field and it fell through I, I still wish to be able to do that one day right oh that'd be, that'd be great I, I can't wait to hear them on your podcast if you get them too <laughs> we're gonna I'm shoot for it I really appreciate your podcast uh not to put anybody else down but uh I really like you know I was a real big fan of the old Scotty Mason stuff you know, the old Scotty Mason stuff. And I have all those those MP3s. I archived them all, baby. And I listen to them still. And they're great. You got George Selios interviews, interviews with uh, uh, all their friends from the East Coast. You know, all the greats. And, and But your podcast really brings me back to those times, those real great conversations with the people I appreciate. You know, so well, thanks thank for what you're doing. Thanks for what you're doing. Yeah, we truly appreciate that. Patron supporter. Yeah, and yes, thank you very thank much. You. By the way, yes, no thank problem. you so much for that. No problem. The um, yeah. Now, with with your your work that you do on um, your your videos and stuff, I notice. Um, I, I'm going to ask you what you what your favorite would be on this, but you sometimes you'll do like you were saying the long builds where you're just out there for hours and hours building. Um, sometimes you've done the how-to stuff, uh, or the how, how, how you do stuff. And, um, and then of course, um, you have also, and this, this is going off this question for just a moment, but you will sometimes take a break from that videoing of modeling and you'll go do your own, just your own thing. It might be outdoors or something just totally off, off, off the note of modeling in most cases. Um, and sometimes it's on the note of modeling, but you're still outside and you're, or you're just talking about something totally around you. I think uh, you did some things on, um, you were out in the orchard, in the orchard. That was a, one of the, had the in the orchard and, and you've done that kind of thing. And you did one with the birds that were, I can't remember what kind of bird it was that you had to watch when you go around the one end of the orchard. <laughs> and and I work with a guy, uh, the guy that works next to me at my desk and uh, the next the, the next office over, he is um, he's from Michigan. And I thought that the, that that I thought how bad are those birds? He says we got them in Michigan. They're really they can attack you, man. And yeah. I thought I thought you were joking, but I love the fact that you that you take a you you know, might be a. It might be you know a rare instance, but you'll you'll take a break from it and you'll go okay you know I'm gonna I'm gonna show them something else a human side of me outside of the modeling and and I love that because it tells more about you and I think that makes it more important for for the listener or the viewer. So so, so you started off by saying what I liked doing. Yeah, what do you like to do the best? Now I, that's a good that's great comment because I started Patreon when Patreon first started. And uh, 
I've had patrons for like I've had like 10 to 15 patrons for about two years now, which is awesome. And the where that all started with the, was with that podcast, the Model Railroads and Structures show. The thing was, is I did that show and it was like an hour long, but it took my computer 15 hours to render it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, so it was just impossible because and, and you know, sometimes it would crash. Yeah. You know, there's like a, 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 you know, a file that cannot be linked, you know, and it's just like, oh, we're going to crash. So there was <laughs> eight hours down the drain, you know. Oh. So so I started Patreon because it was it's a lot of work, you know, and you never get any credit for it. So right. I just put out Patreon for people who understood and wanted to do that. And there's always been people who've always been into contributing. You know, so it's too much work to edit those videos, you know, uh, shout out to Ken Patterson, because it's just crazy doing those big, long videos like that. Right. So um, I like doing the live stream, man. I like to turn it on. I like to chat and I like to turn it off. Yeah. Oh, um, doing these uh, videos where you put in all this effort and, you know, sometimes you get negative feedback. It's not worth it. And, yeah. and it just it it really disappoints you i wear my heart on my sleeve unfortunately right. i got a weak character i'm an artist and it's it really affects me so i do live stream now because the people who pay me through patreon that's what they like right. and that's what i like and so that's what they you know what they want and and it's your own community yeah and you know what i'm pretty like i i, I really don't like so why do I do vlogs? I really don't like to promote myself. Uh, and sometimes I have to force myself to tell people what's coming up next right. uh, in an update. And like, I got to do it in a vlog. I got to keep <laughs> myself busy. Otherwise, I feel like I'm, you know, boosting uh, myself or something like spamming myself. And it's like, there's so much drama with growing up being a creator, well, not growing up, but, you know, being a creator from 2010 on, basically, or 2008, right. nine. Growing with blogs. is what you Yeah, mean. yeah, growing yeah. with doing this. And it's, it's just, you know, live streaming is where it's at. It's where the viewer can talk to me. They don't think I'm hiding from them. They don't think that there's a question they can't ask me. And if they ask the wrong questions, I've got the power to say poof, and it's gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? and that, that, that's neat. We did that. We were talking about earlier. We were doing the live, the live thing on Facebook, and we'll be working, and then all of a sudden, you know, like Brett or myself will go, "Hey, you know what? I'm tired," because it's usually late at night, and we'll go, "You know, we're tired." We know once we we finish, it'll be loaded up to facebook and if the people weren't there to see it that day they can comment the next day or whatever watch it whenever they want to um but we can you know brett can say oh you know what i got i gotta run the next day i got an early run the next morning uh you know I i'm tired i gotta get to bed you know mm -hmm. fine click done off push it out there and it's mm -hmm. one button push and it's live or the live goes to your feed and um, and I love that. You know, I can be working on something, and when I'm when done I'm with showing that, or uh, if I'm done working on what I'm working on, and uh, I don't have to ask or or have some kind of a final, you know, okay, well, this is the the synopsis of what we just did. Okay, mm -hmm. no, I just go, okay, that's it for tonight. See ya. Have a good night. Mm -hmm. Go on. Now, you know, now, 
if I was going to give advice to somebody for doing this, you know, I would say have a sheet out in front of you of things you want to do. Right. Do what I don't do. You know, like <laughs> I've been doing this so long that I appreciate uh, being able to just fly by the seat of my pants mm-hmm. talking about whatever's happening in the model build, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I see a lot of people who don't have a direction or don't have uh, something that people like people don't know what they're doing, right. you know, it, that would help them, you know, with, yeah. with live streaming. But I think people would really appreciate live streaming because it's really low tech. Yeah. People are very forgiving of all the little uh, flaws. Right. Yeah. They and they act- that it's live. And, you know, sometimes they actually prefer it in, in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah. Well, I know uh, ours. I know our our viewers of our live streams usually have a, a good time because uh, they end up laughing at us, dropping stuff over the floor or you name it, what's going ever, whatever else is going wrong. And, and you consider that some of these modelers are, uh, have visual disabilities or maybe physical disabilities right. or may, you know, they may not be able to afford it, you know? So they're living vicariously through you. You know, through your videos, through your your podcasts and stuff like that, and you know, it's it's really rewarding yeah. to be able to do that kind of thing. It, I don't know is, if people really understand that. That's the reward right there. And we do the, the podcasting, and this is what's this is kind of funny. I need to make this announcement. Everybody needs to know that this happens. Maybe Ron's run into it too at some point. But um, when we are done, and as you know, and other uh, other people, are, all our listeners here know, is what I do on. Friday when it comes out, I'll go to the Facebook groups and I'll pump it out there to just about every mm. Facebook group. And um, and usually I'll check back in, in the middle of the afternoon when I'm not busy at my desk and um, just to see if there's any comments. And here's a common comment. People that don't know what a podcast is and they go, hey, I couldn't find a video. All I heard was sound. <laughs> so it just tells me that there's people out there that want to they want to see video and uh, right. it's, it's a, it's obviously a great direction. I just got a great idea for collab. We should do <laughs> Bring it, a, yeah. uh, one Oh one of the modern media of model railroading. Definitely. That'd be great. I think that's, I think that's critical in this time of our hobby because there's half the people in the hobby that feel like it's going somewhere that they don't want it to. But in reality, I feel like it's, it's it's just shifting to a medium that they're not used to, and that might be a great way to kind of address that. Yeah. yeah, well, see, a lot of people get stuck in the Facebook thing where they make it their family, right? Book, mm-hmm. Right. You know, and uh, you know, it sometimes doesn't really work when it, you know. And there's other people who just make it hobby, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, it. it it's a tough subject. Oh, it's a tough <laughs> It is. I hate talking about social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I it's get so the other people. Sometimes. Yeah. I, I, I get there's other people that usually when we put it up there, there'll be a photo of, we'll, we'll usually take uh, whoever we interviewed that week, we'll take one of their photos and we'll put it up there with, the you know, say an episode 28 or 35 or whatever. And and then they'll they'll look at that photo that came with it and they won't go to the podcast at all. And usually, and I'm not trying to knock the age or anything, but no. usually it's an elderly person. Yeah. And they'll they'll put up there and they'll say, um, yay, beautiful, beautiful job. 
Beautiful. Like, like I built that. I didn't build that. It was yeah. theirs. <laughs> you got to go yeah, to the podcast yeah. and check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, you know, that just comes with, it just comes. Oh with yeah. It, so yeah. But in actual reality, that is the demographic for podcasts is the old gentleman who really loved to sit in his garage and listen to the radio. Right. Yeah, you I know, so I think and once you tell them that it's a radio show, we'll get off the subject in a moment. But once you uh, once you tell them, I'll usually write back to them and say, hey, it's like a radio show. Just go there and you can listen to it. Like, And then they'll go, oh, that's a great idea. You Maybe know? we should write a great script for Dave Frary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's it. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Or or Zane, Howard Zane, maybe. Yeah, yeah he's a, yeah. he'd be a little tougher to wrangle in, but I think we might yeah. be able to do it. We might have a couple versions coming, boys. <laughs> oh boy. I, um I will say as those two gentlemen as guests, um they were they immediately warmed up to it and they were great at talking on it. Now obviously um Dave has done a lot of video work as well, so he's he's familiar oh. with being able to talk like that. But so. Howard's Howard's so good too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, so oh, absolutely. And they were both great, uh, both great interviews uh, for sure. So um, now, what do you have in your future coming up? Here, yeah, right? that's 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 a, yeah. I was gonna say that the live streaming is a good segue into the new studio because yeah. uh, I did live in London, Ontario, for a while there and moved. Uh, towards the Port Dover area in, in Ontario. So uh, I've got a garage uh, with a 20 by 20 space that I can make into a nice studio with a hardwood floor. And uh, I've cool. had a, ro- a rolling chassis for my camera for Keep a while. Talking, guys. Oh, hold on, I mean, you're up. Yeah, yeah, talking. go ahead. I'll be right back. It's Keep all good. With it, Ron. It's all good. So uh, I've always wanted a hardwood floor because I've never been able to use this thing. I've had it for a long time. I wanted to use this camera dolly to to do different shots. And, you know, I have my nephew here who wants to be a cameraman and stuff like that. So I'm going to start really doing this live stream thing uh, in a big way, you know, where um, I'm going to live stream uh, what's happening in the shop. And while I'm live streaming, I'm going to be taking recording content for uh edited videos very cool you know yeah so uh that um i'll be able to have that uh kind of person who wants to do the live stream chat with me and then those people who only have 20 minutes to watch the good bits can watch those good bits of the kit being built and uh so yeah uh right now i'm doing the studio and uh, it's cost construction costs. <laughs> I'm sure they, they add up quick. One to one construction is a lot more expensive than fine scale construction. Definitely. It's a little <laughs> less forgiving, I think, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been a lot of work, and uh, but it's a labor of love, and I can't wait to get started with that. Yeah, no, that's great, and I and I actually think it'd be exciting to try to maybe um, hop in on your shows, on your live shows. Oh wow. Uh, you know, if if you're up for the opportunity, I think that'd be, Absolutely. That'd be a lot of fun to to join in on some of your stuff too. Um, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I'm kind of the guy who's always got a new kit in his hands, and I've got a kit from a company, and I've got good things to say about it. Mm-hmm. Do you mind? It. Yeah, no, go no, for no. it. Do it. So uh, this is the first time I've ever built a kit from Rusty Stumps. Ah, yes. Yeah, Rusty Stump Scale Models, Walter Gillespie, 
And uh, the kit is called Haphazards Hardware Seed and Feed, right? And it's 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 like any other wood craftsman kit, but it's got it's it's cost effective, which means it's under a hundred bucks. Right. It's got a, a bunch of details, like over twenty detail parts. Like you know, sometimes you get one or two detail parts, and it's on the box that you get detail parts. This has a bag of detail parts. Wow. You know, and I'm holding a, a wire-bound instructional book right here, you know, wow. which is something that you never get. Yeah, but, normally it's a couple staple papers together, you know. Yeah. That's and, fantastic. Uh, yeah, so this book actually has the check marks like an old uh, uh, Master Creations kit or uh, – no, uh, wrong company. Why do I do that to myself? <laughs> 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 Builders in scale did this. They used to have the little check mark spots. So you go step by step through this kit. And you know, when you've got instructions like that, there's no way for a beginner to fail. Right. I love it. Right. So haphazard the... hardware seed and feed is my kit. We're gonna put a we're gonna put a link to that in the description, even though uh we haven't talked to Rusty Stumps, I'm sure they won't mind. But uh um, no. Yeah, that's that sounds awesome. And we're we are in love with anything that has great instructions as, as you probably heard on our show before. So, mm-hmm. uh, there's a few times we've run into some bad instructions. So anytime we get, <laughs> every time we, we get won't go, mention them, but yeah, no, we won't go there. You but want me to mention one? Go. Uh, yeah, it's sure. An, it's an old out of production kit. Okay. So, okay. Uh, it's, it's owned by, I, I know who owns the company better than scratch owns the company now, but it wasn't him who designed it. Okay. Uh, the old master creations kits. And uh, there's uh, the one called the uh, Minerva Casket Co. I've got the photograph of it on my Instagram channel if you want to see it. And the kit um, didn't describe parts in it. It described part numbers. (laughs) Right? So as you pulled the wood pieces out of the sprues, all your numbers got messed up. Because sometimes they were on the part, sometimes they were on the sheet. And it was like... By the time you're finishing the model, you're just throwing parts on, thinking, yeah, I got a few pieces left. Where do they go? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was really a miracle I got that kit together. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, no, we, uh, go ahead, Brett. I was just going to say, we definitely have a, a love-hate with instructions. So uh, anytime... Yeah, one in particular, and I won't mention it, who it was, so you may be able to guess it. They are in production, so we don't want to talk. Yeah, we don't so wanna... we, won't, we won't mention. However... It's all one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one sentence. <laughs> the, the entire thing was a giant pair, one paragraph. Insane. Oh. <laughs> on the, on, on, you know, and, and, and don't get me wrong. The model turned out great. It's just that it was, it was so frustrating. Absolutely. Well, the thing is, though, guys, is that there, are, you know, we are in fine scale. There are only a few kits that should be advertised as beginner only yeah. kits or right. beginner capable and a, kits and a because... few of the manufacturers are actually starting to come out with um like entry level fine scale kits yeah, which yeah, is pretty right? cool so the thing is though is that once you've got a few of those under your belt most of those instructions you don't need you just need a few good photos right right yeah and you know what you're doing you just need to know where the parts go right and right right so uh you know, most kits don't need to do that. And if that's how a manufacturer keeps uh, kits cheap, 
you know, we yeah. got to understand that's how they're doing. Right. It, you know, right. sometimes kits are expensive because they have these instructions. And, right? and a exactly. lot of your modelers are just going to jack it up in their own way anyways. You mm -hmm. know, so, mm -hmm. it, and, and by the way, while, while we were talking about that, I just had the cat come in here and he was starting to bat at all my cables well, for my new microphone. Hopefully... And I found a surefire way to get the cat out. And that was to shake this rattle can of spray paint. <laughs> well, guess what? Like that. As he ran, man, he was gone. <laughs> Until you shook that rattle can of spray paint, uh, we didn't hear it. So your new mic is doing its job. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. So, anyhow, awesome. Um, yeah, so so that's why I wanted to say uh, uh, Rusty Stump's kit, Haphazard's hardware, seed and feed, because it really passes that test yeah. of being under 100 bucks. And having suitable instructions to uh, do what you want. It's, and it's multimedia. It's got hydrocal. It's got all the stuff in it. That's perfect. He's got all kinds of great. I've got a couple. I've got a couple oh. of things mm -hmm. from Rusty Stumps in the past, and I've I've never had a problem with them. And mm. uh, I, I love everything I get from them. So that's I love it. Some of the detail parts are 3D printed too. Yeah, like, I think the the I got a, you know, like when the old school uh, cigar shops or whatever out in the country. Uh, they mm -hmm. have like Indian. a they have like an old wooden Indian out front. Mm. Uh, I had picked a couple of them up for a cigar shop that I made, um, and I think those were I believe those were three D printed. You can tell the difference between a cast and a three D printed part, even if it's printed on a fine scale three D printer. You can still kind of you can still. There's no tell. relief line, right? No, yeah. Yeah. There's no relief line, and some printers are actually better than the cast. Mode. Yeah, I think the detail on right. this is fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. and I, and I didn't have to, like you said, I didn't have to cut that or cut or mask off that relief line, which is always yeah. a pain. Uh, I can't see it. I can't see it until it's done. <laughs> and then it sticks out. <laughs> yeah. That happens with me on prizer figures. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. You, you think you had the line out of it because you're sanding it all out and you spent time. All you want to do is paint the damn thing. Yeah. And you start, you sanded it out, and then you start painting it, and you're going, son of a bitch. There uh, it is. <laughs> I got this weird dye disorder where I look with one eye at a time, and it's just the, it's crazy. You know, when I start getting to small figures like that, I go to the far vision eye, and it's just like, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I had that same, uh, I had that same thing. It's like a stigmatism. And yeah. after a while, if I'm, if I'm going real fine at something, my eye, and I'm wearing bifocals, and I'll still do that. Mm -hmm. um, it'll, it, it, it'll bug out on me, and I'll have to just put everything down and go, okay, you know what? It's break yeah. time. We're going outside. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but one of the other casting things that I am, I like Rusty Rails castings as well. They're very good. Oh yeah. And a great price uh, point on all his stuff. So. Yeah, there's, there's not, there, there are a lot of companies out there, and um, I really wish the companies would work together to uh, promote each other, uh, yeah. and promote every one of each other. You know, right. not, like everybody's got their little gang of figures that they'll they'll support. Right. Um, but you know, that's really what's been bringing down this hobby for the right. last sure. twenty years. Yep. You know, are these tribes. And yeah. anybody who treats this hobby like a tribe isn't helping it at all. It should be no. just one big tribe. No, mm -hmm. but we do see cooperation with a lot of the kit companies that yeah. are that are friends. A Absolutely. lot of the people we've interviewed uh, recently all 
work together. They, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, uh, obviously a bunch of them are at the at yeah. the Fine Scale Expo. Kenny okay. Crump and Jeff Grove. Yeah, oh, they're they're, they're good friends. Example. And, yeah, and they and they what? both have done stuff with Jimmy that we had on there, uh, Jimmy Dignan, and had stuff printed from him or from Doug or and and guys work together. They talk to each other. They are friends. I noticed that they named their kits after each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Jensen. Uh, as well, I mean, he, here's a new guy breaking in, and um, he's he's he works closely with all these other managers. I see it starting to tie in a little bit. Showcase and, Miniatures, what a great yes. company! That oh was, no, that kidding is... you. Wow, beautiful stuff, mm-hmm. and and well written directions too. So mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah. So, laser printed, and and I think it's coming. I think you're seeing a new generation of kit manufacturers and companies out there that are starting to realize that if, if we want to make it um, and we want, we need to understand that people aren't going to just buy all one type companies kits. I want a variation. I don't want mm-hmm. to, I don't want all my stuff to be from one mm-hmm. manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think they're seeing that and they're also realizing that they can help each other. I mean, there's so much they can, they can do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope with our podcast and with your YouTube uh, um, channel that, you know, maybe we can be uh, a, a contributor to being able to bring a community together and having these companies work together. Well, yeah, yeah I think we do as much as we can to yeah. to get the, the word out there and stuff like that. And I'm even going to go out on a limb and do something that probably shock a few people. But, uh, you know, there's there's a whole scratch building world out there, too. Mm-hmm. And, and there's companies like Mount Albert Scale Lumber yeah, and yep. uh, Northeastern Scale Lumber. Sure. And uh, there's another called Kepler Lumber. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got a pail full of scale lumber. And you know what? I can do anything with that pail. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, it, whatever your mind can come up with is sitting in that pail. I, I shove a mitt full of sticks in my daughter's hand. She can do something <laughs> with it too. Yeah, right. It's just simply amazing. Yeah, I think yeah. I just did the other day. I did a little tiny uh, seaside shack with just some scrap off of another scratch build I did, uh, just from scrap material that I it yeah. filled in a neat little corner. So, you know, that's a whole other part that just kind of doesn't get talked about very much is scratch building. Yeah, the mm-hmm. scratch build I just did of um, uh, the. Annapolis Shiplap House. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, uh, and that was a scratch built. Now I had, don't get me wrong, I had a laser cut wall that was brick that Kenny Crump uh, actually cut for me as a courtesy, and it was beautiful that he did that for me. And but it turned out like it looks like the photographs of the Shiplap House, and it really didn't. You know, it just took me t- looking at some photos and going. I was actually there and took photos of it. There's nothing that, like you said, you can't look at and create. If you now, obviously, it takes some people have the talent to to make it look insane. It takes everybody uh, practice. Everybody takes practice to do yes. everything. Right, and you can look at a kit and <laughs> you like and say, you know what, I like this part of this kit and this part of this kit. I've got a stack of I, I bought it. Uh, you know, and obviously it's cheaper. We all know that to buy some sheets of uh clapboard siding or whatever you're using and just start cutting your holes for your windows and your doors and come up with your own creation and try it out. Even if you bang it up bad, you know, and uh, it doesn't look 
you know, like you wanted it to originally. You got to keep trying it. We've we've harped on that. I'm sure you have harped that as well on your on your videos. Yeah, yeah well, never stop. Shout out to Kenny Crump. He he uh, laser cut uh, some walls for me on a la- on a patron project that I'm working on this summer. Uh, and uh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something and I just forgot it. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Oh man, that's awful. I hate that when it happens. That's so many right. good ideas going through my head and I'm waiting. I don't want to interrupt. No, uh, bring it all. So no, do it. What was it? Okay, forget it. <laughs> it'll come back okay. to me. All right, we'll circle it. back. We'll circle back. Find senility, uh, you know, but you know, that's just but um yeah, so you know, like you said, I mean, you could you can there's a whole world of scratch building. Some people are just amazing at it. Some people may never get it, but it's worthwhile to try it and if it works for you, great. Um and the kit bashing, uh we've seen we I've seen you do stuff with kit bashing. I've uh, seen uh, recently, um, I'm doing one now as a kit bash, but then um, uh, we saw Jason recently did one, a kit bash yeah. with uh, three of these kits mm-hmm. and it turned out amazing. Yeah. And, and that's another thing too. I mean, get a couple kits and take them apart, look at the walls and see what you can slap together. Yeah. Um, once, once you start looking at things from a scratch building point of view, you, you look at kits differently. Right. You know, they start being victims instead of uh, kit, you know, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, that's so true. Um, right. I, you know, the scale wood thing. Oh, that's what it is. You know, when you do a craftsman <laughs> kit and you get great instructions and you knock it out of the park, that's sometimes knock it out of the park. Sometimes that's, you know, a, a challenge for a modeler, you know, mm-hmm. like if you have a hard time with a kit, you know, you learn to appreciate it, mm-hmm. you know, because you've got those little little successes that you make, right. you know. But if if you knock it out of the park and don't build another kit because you're like, eh, I did that, you know, right. yeah. try to do that 10 times in a row and yeah, you'll exactly. find out how human you are. And, you know, uh, you know, it, everything takes practice, you right. know, and just because you fail, crush right. that bugger. It probably cost you 20 cents. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I said, I, I did that scratch build of the house in Annapolis. And I, I'll be honest with you. I wanted, when I went down there with my wife, I, I saw it and I wanted to build it because it was a truly, I love history. It was a 250-year-old building and it was kind of neat. It was a seaside structure, but from the 18th century. And I'm looking at it thinking, wow, I'm going to, when I get home, I'm going to build it. And, and I did. And like I said, we had Kenny's help on that one, wood, on that one wall. However, um, I, it was and, – and the chimneys. But I, I was building it, and I liked how it turned out. Now, the, here's the thing. It, the, the artistry, the artistry or the beauty is what you make of it, okay? They always say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, mm-hmm. okay? But I was building it, and I was satisfied with how it turned out. I put the photos up of it, and some people loved it, and, and actually got pretty good – pretty good uh you know feedback on it but i really didn't care mm-hmm. um it was my thing and i was proud that i mm-hmm. recreated something from photograph and it, i know that there's milers out there who would bury that you know but mm-hmm. I, it didn't i don't really care i understand that they that they could do that for me mm-hmm. it was conquering something that i'd seen and i recreated from just from photos i took mm-hmm. you know 
And you know what? If you're one of those modelers who do screw up a kit, you know, uh, you know, if if you screw up an entire kit all at once, you know, it's it's real pain in the butt, I'm sure. <laughs> but most manufacturers will deal with you. They'll yeah. they'll figure out the situation. And if you're a first time modeler, nine times out of ten, they're always gonna help you out to the best of your ability. Hopefully, you're the type of modeler who does one wall at a time, and you yep. screw up one wall, you know. <laughs> Right. Like, I don't want to speak for manufacturers, but I've never met a manufacturer that wouldn't uh, help a brother out in that way. You know, right. even Master Creations, which is a 1990s kit company that was bought by another company, mm -hmm. that new owner, uh, I think it's Mr. Uh, it's better than Scratch. I don't know what his name is. Um, he honored that and sent me the part right away. And it was a kit that was like 20 years out of production. It was Blew wow. me away. So, that's awesome. So if that's you great. mess up, contact that guy. Don't don't get all worked up that you screwed up. You know, right. just help, just contact them and give them the chance to uh, help you out. You know, there sure. are a lot of nice people out there. Now, one of the other things I wanted to bring up uh, here <clears throat> before we wrap up is um, is your you, you talked about um, the other day. We were I I was asking you about some of the subjects we could talk about. And you were talking about a first, your first layout. So can you get into that a little bit, or? Yeah, I've all, I've always had a display layout that ran trains back and forth over five feet, but I've never had a layout that kind of did something. And uh, because you know, I was never really interested in all that stuff. But I've got a lot of Rapido trains here. I've got a bit of an addiction, and <laughs> uh, you know, I want to hook my kids in. You know, and I want to hook the the nephew and niece in too. I want to give them something to do with their lives, and you know, uh, uh, scale modeling is every type of tech subject all in one. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got electricity all the way down to carpentry and engineering, and everything in between, painting, all of it, right? Chemistry, you know, you got to figure out how these paints are going and weathering stuff going together. Sure. You know, so. You know, I want to get a layout that I can entice those kids to do it with. And you know what? I need content for the channel. Yeah. And and I have a lot of people who've been waiting a long time for this kid to get to work. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. And and of course, obviously, you had the space for it, and and uh, it's it's time you want to build one. And you know, I think that's awesome. I mean, and and I think you're going to be able to find, and we're finding it with our layout too is what you said content we're going to be able to as because we are building a layout and it is not overwhelmingly large but it's large enough mm -hmm. um we're not going to be able to finish it all right away it's going to take a long long time there's always something that can be done on the layout something that even when it's built that needs to be repaired or fixed or changed and um you know it's like you said it's going to provide you with an endless supply of content um, new buildings, new sections of towns, and and uh, yeah. As and long as you, as long as you're working, you can you can pretty much look at what you're working on and figure out. Yeah. Hey, I can mm -hmm. make a I can make a a blog post, or I can make a video out of this, or you know I could talk about it on our next episode. I need to get a series of those layout videos because those guys who get those layout update videos, if you got layout update in the title, it's like a thousand views right away. I've never oh yeah, had cool. it's immediate. I need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, now, um, how far along have you gotten with it so far? 
Uh, I've got uh, well, most of the dioramas that I do on the channel. See, I do a lot of custom work on the mm -hmm. side for companies and stuff like that, but I keep a lot of it private. Right. Um, like, uh, you know, you can't really uh, stop what you're doing uh, at a professional job to record it. You know, right. to try to make sure. some extra, extra loot on the side off this guy's job, you know, while you're <laughs> wasting time. It never works. It never worked in my mind, so I don't do it. Right. right? So all the content that you see on the YouTube channel, like 90% of it is all my models. Mm -hmm. So uh, most of that stuff's going to either get sold or it's going to get cut up and put into this layout. Right. So. Uh, there's a lot of uh, lessons about integrating dioramas coming up and and oh, good. designing stuff around these things because I gotta have to figure it out, you know. Yeah, and and uh, that's got to be exciting for you that you're totally. you're finally taking that and putting it onto an actual working layout where you'll be able to have your repeater trains working and you're giving that that non-static uh, you know motion. To yeah. your to your layout, which will draw the attention of your your kids and your nephews and nieces. Yeah, like sure. I've had the opportunity to build layouts before, but never my own. Like I, yeah. I there's a, a layout in North Carolina that I uh, made into a DC automated kind of uh, trolley line on a uh, Chicago L. You oh, know? nice. So like I've been a pro uh, part of projects that really knocked my socks off but i've never had my own oh, who wouldn't want to model a chicago l that's like a that's like people's dreams and a lot of like people 80 feet of it oh my oh, gosh I, think I, I was able to install like 60 feet of it i think wow <laughs> oh my goodness yeah oh that's that's insane to all be that able stuff's to do. On, all that stuff's on the channel yeah North carolina road diaries was the name of that one i'm gonna have to go look that one up myself I got to think for titles. I like it. Maybe that's we, another reason why I do playlists. Yeah. You come up with a great name. Why waste it? Right. Yeah. yeah you just run yeah, with it for definitely. a while. <laughs> now, hey, what, 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 while we got you on this subject, with the, well, I, you just mentioned that. And I've seen a ton of your videos, and I've not seen that one. And then when I was on there tonight, I realized that, hey, since we've been doing this podcast, I'm not really staying up to date like I need to. Do you find that you're so busy that it's kind of hard to, to watch a lot of the content that's out there and available to you? Or I know we do sometimes. It takes a lot of time. You uh, know what? It's you're, you're saying stuff that uh, if you weren't a content creator, I'd be blown away by these questions. <laughs> I'd be like, holy smokes, how do you know this stuff? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it, you you know, I see it. I'm like, can't. wow. How did I miss that? It's been up there for five months. What the, where the hell was I? <laughs> you can't because, you know, you got to judge between if you're doing something to be a friend with somebody. Because mm -hmm. a lot of this community on YouTube uh, is connected purely through the comments. You know, you right. comment on my video. I comment on your video. You subscribe to me. I subscribe to you. The first time one of those guys don't meet up with that arrangement and yeah. it all falls apart. Yeah. You know, so... Um, I've never been able to do that because I've got an idea for a video every week or I've got a, <laughs> you know, I've got work, you know, yeah. and, and it's like, I don't want to get influenced by other modelers too. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, he frustrates me a lot because he's so successful and I'm a jealous C. Um, 
but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but you know Luke Towen you know like mm-hmm. look at that guy and and he's he's got such great content and if I watch his videos I can pull out 10 techniques that I do myself yeah. and I won't focus on uh, portraying that technique to the audience right, I'll just right. be focusing on beating that guy <laughs> you know so i i don't compete yeah uh, we said that the other day i don't compete i'd rather you said you'd rather be a mentor and i'm like yeah, yeah. that's that's exactly what i like you know yeah me too um you know i don't want to watch other people's videos i don't want to copy their content and you know i'm it, kind of that like i'll soak it in and I'll, it'll come out in some weird way you know right i'm unplanned i'm in the moment that's that's how a lot of our stuff is, and it's tough to watch other people's things or listen to other people's things and then not mimic it. Like, yeah. When you when you when you listen to someone else's podcast that that's good, or you see someone else's show that's good, it's hard to not try to copy that. So you 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 know we want to watch and learn from other people as well, but at the same time we got to take that with a grain of salt because we don't want to jump on a show right after we watch someone else's and then take their ideas from them. Yeah, um, and it's never on purpose. It's right. always subconscious, you yeah. know. It, it, it and in the end, once you get judged, it's sometimes permanent. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah, permanent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been judged already, but uh, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I, I got a slip. I I got a slippery suit here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we had a we had a couple we had an iTunes review that that was a little judgy, but yeah. you know it was still funny. The guy still gave us five stars, so you can't complain about it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, it was uh, it it's was what it is. you know it you know? it sits in if you let it sit in the back of your mind, you'll never get past it, and you'll and you'll right. and then you'll ruin the content you create going forward. Yeah. So you just got to keep moving on. It's a big world out there with a lot of people, a lot of opinions. <laughs> yeah, you know, get a, get on with it, and uh, I'm, uh, if they have something negative to say, I understand that. If it's something negative and and, and it's constructive, yeah, I'll bring it. That. Well, we want yeah. that. And, I and love if it's that. Something negative, it's not constructive. No big deal. I ain't gonna meet that son of a bitch anyways. Well, well here, I I got, and I only got, and I only got two, and I only got really two rules. Either, either, either bring some criticism and be constructive and keep listening to see how we improve it, or yeah. or make us laugh. At least at the yeah. at least the least is just give me a laugh out of it. I, I yeah, we did get a laugh out of that. One, so. <laughs> He's yeah. still listening. He's still. Oh listening. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Shout out, shout out to Five Star. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh, he loves so, it. I know he's still listening. Well, is um, listen. Uh, this has been a. We're almost. Well, we we got. Cut out uh, about ten minutes of this, but we're almost at two hours, mm-hmm. and uh, this is one of our longer podcasts, and it's been great. And uh, we need to get you on again. I love the thought of collaborating some stuff with you. I yes, know Brett and you were talking about that. Yep, um, I'm down. I am all for that. We talked about that a little bit before, but we never got to really, you know, talk to you on that level. And um, yeah, this has been a wonderful show. I, I love the direction it took. Really didn't have to. Because you're a miler and we're milers, uh, I felt that with this show in particular, and we had this with Frank Varga as well, um, it, and Jason, um, when you have a miler on, and we, you know, and you consider yourselves a milers too, um, we we have so much in common. It's easy for our, our conversations to flow. Uh, there was not a lot of talking over each other, 
and I love that. It, this was a wonderful show. It was a pleasure to have you on. Um, it, Thank it, you very much. Yeah, it, it was definitely a pleasure to have you on, and it's something we want to do again uh, for sure. Um, I, I love that contact, uh, that that idea, and because you have, um, you know, social media and uh, yeah, you've got so an audience, that. and we have an audience. I think it would be just a great way yeah. to collaborate. Um, right, for sure. Right. And, I just want to say, though, I really appreciate how you guys pull on these modelers who, uh, you know, who are great modelers who you talk to and bring them to the community. I wouldn't want to step in the way of anybody who's who's coming on that. I love that you're doing those interviews. Yeah. And I heard that you might have had some feedback that you didn't people didn't want to like they wanted the old stuff. But I really like the interviews uh, intermixed. I like a variety. We we have a we definitely have a plan going forward to. to have a healthy mix. So, yes. Um, yes. It well they're not going away at all and yeah. uh and I think you'll be pretty I think you as well as our listeners will be pretty happy with what we have going forward. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the and interview if you, you have any questions about uh people to come on, you want help to get Yeah. Yeah, I on, I mean I would definitely I would definitely anybody. I would no definitely fear. be interested in trying to get Michael Paul Smith on as you had mentioned a couple oh, times. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That would be a great one, yeah. I, and I, I, I feel like we would be able to have a great conversation with him. And oh, uh, uh, so, but going forward, I think, um, I think we'll we'll be able to collaborate on a lot of stuff. And I hope our audience and your audience both enjoy uh, what we both have to offer. I think we have a cool dynamic on the hobby. So uh, those they, those guys are just into modeling. We could we could you know spend a whole time. I feel drawing. like. It, it, Painting it would... nude prizer together, <laughs> going all bug-eyed, and then taking pictures of ourselves all bug-eyed. <laughs> you know, have a little fashion show at the end. Hey, you know, hey, whatever happens, happens. I'm all for that. That sounds like a good time, actually. I think uh, we got a couple people that listen to us from the uh, the adults on model ra- model railroading hobby. Uh, we can get them, and we can get them. They might love that show. So, yeah, really. Well, <laughs> Oh boy! But well, uh, Ron, again, thank you very much for being on the show, and we look forward to having you on again, uh, hopefully soon here. And um, uh, we, we hope you have a good evening. I appreciate your time this evening. Definitely, no problem. Thank you very much, guys. All right, you got it. Awesome, and we hey, will reach out to you, Ron. Um, we're gonna do a lot more with you. So I hope our audience enjoyed you, and I know we did. So it was great. But uh, have a good evening. Yeah.